nostalgia critic. I remember it so you don't have to. We've all used the phrase so bad it's good. The Room, Troll 2, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and yes, a whole shit ton of Nicolas Cage movies. Am I getting through to you, Alva? We laugh at its awkwardness and just how kooky and strange it can be, but what separates bad movies that we like from bad movies that we hate? Why can we watch Birdemic or Santa Claus Conquers the Martians with joy and yet legitimately hate films like The Adventures of Pluto Nash or Transformers 2? Well, let's ask ourselves, what are we trying to get out of film? To submit to an illusion. Because when you get down to it, all we're really doing is sitting down in a chair looking at a screen. Not very exciting. But it's the ability to be engrossed into what's appearing on the screen that you forget that's actually what you're doing. People claim that watching Gravity was very similar to feeling like you were up in space. That's an example of an illusion working so good that you believe you're actually there. And that's exactly what a movie is supposed to do. Make you forget that you're sitting there doing nothing, but trick you into getting sucked into a story or a character's dilemma that you want to know the outcome to. It's all the more important to understand this when the illusion is done wrong. When the characters are not believable, the situation's not engrossing, and the experience just all around not entertaining. If you get a bad actor or a bad writer, the illusion is ruined much easier because you're constantly reminded that what you're watching is not real. And even though we know that going in, we still want to partake in the willingness to believe that the illusion is really happening in front of us. But if the people making the movie aren't talented enough or not trying hard enough, we're often stuck being reminded that we are just looking at a screen for an hour and a half, and what's happening on the screen is not very engaging. So we know that's what bad art can do, but what's the transition of going from bad art to so bad it's good art? A comedy, for example, usually has the main purpose of making you laugh. So if the jokes, characters, or situations aren't funny, you've almost no way of getting your audience back. However, when a drama is trying to be serious and fails at a spectacular degree, you find yourself entertained. Why? Because you know what the movie is trying to do. And now you laugh at how hard it's not doing it. You start to question, how could anyone think this monster was real? How could anyone believe that what this person is saying was supposed to be natural? Why would anybody wear tuxes to play football? The lack of commitment to the illusion has now become kind of fascinating. You laugh at how much you question the filmmaker's choices. The pattern seems to be the more things wrong with the movie, the more entertainingly horrible it is. The acting alone in Birdemic is funny, but add on top of it horrible effects, horrible writing, horrible editing, and horrible cinematography, and you have a blue ribbon disaster piece. Guaranteed to make people laugh in the aisles. But there's other movies that have similar elements and yet don't get quite the same reaction. For example, The Postman is a pretty bad movie. It's not well written, not well acted, and not well directed. But this film isn't entertainingly bad, it's just bad. But why? What is this film doing different that Birdemic isn't? Well, this film doesn't entertain because it's boring. The choices the director makes are awful, but not laughable. The acting is bad, but not the worst. And the writing's lame, but not funny lame. So what then makes the distinction between a bad film and a hilariously bad film? Well, part of it in this case is that Costner, to be fair, is a competent director. He knows how to frame a straightforward shot. He knows how to tell a basic story. He knows not to pick really bad actors if they audition. Costner, even though he didn't do it well in this case, has some idea what he's doing. Which is why it's so much more fun when you come across someone who doesn't know what they're doing. 
A person who will try anything, even if it doesn't make a lick of sense. It's the incompetence that makes the illusion all the more broken, and thus, all the more laughable. On top of that, there's something to be said about a project where simply nobody cares. Star Trek The Motion Picture, for example, is said to be the worst Star Trek film because nobody wanted to work on it, even the director. These are all talented people who were told to give more of a 2001 A Space Odyssey film more than a Star Trek film. Because of that, nobody got into the movie they were making, and it's said to be the most boring Star Trek film out of all of them. By contrast, a film by Ed Wood is far worse put together. But you know that he was excited and dedicated in every single shot. It's just that his direction was always blindsided by his own naivete or lack of patience. But that passion can still go a long way. When someone has that much drive constantly pointed in the wrong direction, the outcome has to be interesting to say the least. It's like if someone misheard instead of making a chimney out of bricks, they should make it out of chicks. Well, it fails as a chimney, but good fucking god, look at that thing! That isn't like anything any of us have ever seen before. And that's what makes something so bad it's good. It shows us something that we haven't seen before. We've seen Kevin Costner act boring in a film, but we haven't seen Tommy Wiseau humping a dress. We've seen Mark Wahlberg act generically tough, but we haven't seen him act as the world's biggest confused wimp fighting off trees. What? No. So it's not how bad the movie is, it's how intriguingly bad it is. And how often it's that intriguingly bad, and how passionately often it's that intriguingly bad. Some may look at these bad films and simply say they're bad films, nothing more. But for others, we see the questions that may never get answered. And quite frankly, we probably don't want them ever to be answered. It would ruin what makes them so strangely entertaining. Whether it's a bizarrely bad script, a bizarrely bad director, a bizarrely bad editor, or yes, even a bizarrely bad over-the-top performance, there is so much goodness to be found in badness. H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-P-Q-U-X-Y-T-H-A-H! That's all you have to do! I'm the Nostalgia Critic Guy, remember it? So you don't have to.